Here's today's devotional from Matthew chapter 9. As always, we begin by reading the passage of Scripture. Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Just then some men brought him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. On seeing this, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Get up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowds saw this, they were filled with awe and glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Jesus went on from there. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he said, and Matthew got up and followed him. Later, as Jesus was dining at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. At that time, John's disciples came to Jesus and asked, Why is it that we and the Pharisees fast so often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus replied, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, and a worse tear will result. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will spill, and the wineskins will be ruined. Instead, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. While Jesus was saying these things, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but come and place your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus got up and went with him along with his disciples. Suddenly, a woman who had suffered from bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take courage, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was cured from that very hour. When Jesus entered the house of the synagogue leader, he saw the flute players and the noisy crowd. Go away, he told them. This girl is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. And the news about this spread throughout that region. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David! After Jesus had entered the house, the blind men came to him. Do you believe that I am able to do this? he asked. Yes, Lord, they answered. He touched their eyes and said, According to your faith will it be done to you. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one finds out about this. But they went and spread the news about him throughout the land. As they were leaving, a demon-possessed man who was mute was brought to Jesus. And when the demon had been driven out, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed and said, 
Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. And this is God's word. Here now is my devotional on this passage, Matthew chapter 9. The opening paragraph of this chapter told us about five men. One of them was paralyzed. The other four carried him to Jesus, according to verse 2. We were not told in the passage if the men said anything to Jesus. But whether they spoke or not, it was obvious that they wanted Jesus to heal the man. Instead of immediately healing the man, as he had done with so many others, Jesus instead assured him that his sins were forgiven based on their faith in verse 2. You know from our reading that Jesus did heal the man shortly after forgiving him. We saw that in verse 6. His purpose in giving him assurance first and then healing him was to prove his authority to forgive sins. That's according to the first part of verse 6. But I think we should give some thought to what Jesus did. Most of us, most people that is, would care more about being healed of paralysis. Get me walking first, Lord, and then we can talk about my spiritual needs, I think is the attitude most of us would have in this situation. But by forgiving his sins first, Jesus demonstrated what was, what was important to him. Although he did care about the man's infirmity, Jesus cared first and most importantly about his spiritual life. But what matters most to us when we request prayer for someone else? I can't tell you how often people ask me to pray for someone's medical problems, and when I ask if that person knows the Lord, the answer I get is, I don't know. There is everything right with praying for other people's problems, their diseases, their needs, their cares. But even if they get healing now, eventually they will die and meet God. So it is far more important to intercede with God for the salvation of others than it is to ask them to be healed in their bodies. Wouldn't it be better, both more glorifying to God and better for the sick or the injured person, if we use the occasion of their human problem to talk with someone about their spiritual needs? In other words, we could say this, I will ask God to heal you, but do you know him? Have you ever come to believe in Jesus Christ to have your sins forgiven? Is there anyone in your life that you could pray for and witness to today, anyone who has a need that you could pray for, but also use the occasion of your prayers to witness to them. This is a way to glorify God by spreading the gospel message, showing the love of Christ to others around them. So I hope you'll consider that this day. May God bless you.